0: Hello and welcome to the children and books podcast. Um, it's the fifth official episode and today are uh, Josie, Rachel and Lubina with me and we wanted to talk about uh, children books and poetry.
1: Hello from Leipzig to all who are listening to us and I'm very pleased to welcome Rachel like every time I'm very happy that you are a part of our team and I'm very pleased that we today have Josie so we have got a beautiful team today because me and Branko we are mother and son and we have got mother and
2: daughter as guests (laughs)
3: yeah thank you for having me thank you for inviting me on
2: yeah it's lovely to have you here Josie and we've we've doubled the Scottish <laughs> contingent <laughs> podcast today.
0: Yeah. Uh, Josie, maybe you could uh, tell us something about your experience with writing, with uh, children's books and uh, uh, poetry.
3: Yeah. Um, well, I suppose it all began when I was a child and would love to read books and poetry. Yeah. And I think that's where I kind of built my... World from as a child, reading so much um, and reading a lot of poetry as well. And I think poetry as a child is very fun, which is quite yeah. different to reading poetry when you're an adult. It's fun and it's funny, it's very rhythmic. I still love to read poetry now, but I still quite like children's poetry now too. I think it offers something a little bit different in some ways.
1: This is totally interesting because I love I I just these days I I brought uh, some children poems books with children poems to to have have it as a gift for other people when I when somebody has birthday I said this year I will give children poetry because it's so funny <laughs>
3: yes mm-hmm. yeah definitely there's a there's a poet he's a he's mostly a children's poet but he writes for adults too called Michael Rosen. He's quite famous um, in the UK and beyond, actually. And he writes very funny poems. And I remember mm-hmm. being a child and having my friends around to play and making them sit down so that I could read them <laughs> his poems. Oh, <laughs> ah, fine. <laughs> Even if they didn't really want to hear them, I would, I would read them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and do you, do you write your, on your own children poems too? Is it coming?
3: I I haven't really written children's poems, I suppose partly because I'm not sure what I'd do with them. Um, because I was at university quite recently, I was at the University of Glasgow, which has quite a big creative writing community. There's quite a lot of opportunity to have poetry published, but it's mostly poetry for adults. So no, I can't really say I have written children's poetry since I was a child. Although I was thinking about This the other day, and I do remember writing a poem as a child, and it was kind of a surrealist, silly poem, I suppose, and it was called (laughs) "How to Get Comfy with an Anvil on Your Head," which is like (laughs) quite reminiscent of like a like a Looney Tunes cartoon, I suppose, like a quite ridiculous image of someone balancing an anvil on their head.
2: So I, I remember the the poem. It's hard to get comfy with an anvil on your head. And does do you understand no. what an anvil no. is, Lubina? <laughs> do you know? Like, um, you know, it's it's a block that a blacksmith would use ah, yeah. to to hammer. It's very huge and it's a, so yeah, it's a heavy. big, heavy. It's huge ah, and it's yeah. heavy, so it's yeah. hard to get comfy with an anvil <laughs> on your head. Yeah, but maybe it
1: will change when you get child, children one day. Hmm. Maybe uh, then you have got somebody you... Who you are writing for these poems, yeah, an audience, yeah, an audience yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little private audience and 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 another another yeah. kind of writing poems is to write to write lyrics for songs mm-hmm. do you do
3: yeah. it I have done it in the past, I think I joke that I'm not very good at writing lyrics considering that I do or have written quite a lot of poetry. I think it's quite a different thing. I think in some ways you need to be a bit more um, literal in lyrics. Mm -hmm. And I think I quite like the, the kind of um, opaque, opaque quality of poetic language. Um, So I have written lyrics in the past. Mm-hmm. but i don't find it very easy or maybe i just don't find it very easy to write what i think is a good enough lyric
1: aha hmm. ah because okay. for me it was a, um, a possibility I, and at the beginning i started too with poems and then i had the possibility in my minority for the radio to make lyrics i get music to make lyrics and it was my my little window of to be poetic, but not too much because it doesn't needs or doesn't have to be too uh, too complicated or too too much thought. It needs to as a level needs to be lower. But mm-hmm. I had the feeling, okay, here can I put my poetic soul to the to the lyrics?
3: Yeah, well, as you say that, I remember um, as a as a child. I suppose I was maybe ten. Um, me and a friend started a band, and it was very silly. It was like, it was kind of inspired, I suppose, by children's poetry like Michael Rosen's and Dick King Smith's, where it's quite silly and a bit absurd. And we made, we made, we recorded some songs because her mum was our music teacher and she had recording equipment. She helped us put music to the silly lyrics. So I suppose that's my most sustained attempt at writing lyrics.
2: I just sent you one of your poems, so she might want to read it out. Yeah, would you like? It says,
3: not based on my dad. (laughs) And it's called Transformer. And it says, when my dad gets really angry, he really transforms. You're guaranteed some spit. It flies in all directions. And that is the worst bit. When my dad gets really angry, he really transforms. He nearly starts to cry and his eyes go round and fierce. I sometimes wonder why.
1: But you have got a nice rhyme in it. Does rhyme have a a place in your family? Definitely. Definitely
3: a, a rhythm to things. Often in our family, for someone's birthday, someone or other will write a limerick, if you're familiar with limericks that form
1: yeah okay
3: like a short humorous rhymed poem
0: yeah
2: yeah, yeah.
0: and uh, rachel did you read a lot of children's books to your kids
2: yeah yeah i did um josie particularly um when she was i i was reading to her from from birth i think um because age two i think it was it would be hard to you know to stop reading books to her she would demand them all day long that was her favorite thing she would just want books and books and books and more books and car journeys as well we had to endlessly make up stories on car (laughs) journeys um to keep her to keep her happy and um there was one particular story, D- Danny the Champion of the World, is a Roald Dahl story, yeah. I think, and um, yeah, and Josie particularly loved this story, and she she'd seen the film because the story was a bit old for her, I think, but she'd seen the film when she mm-hmm. was quite young, and so we had to continually make up stories about somebody falling down a hole, and Josie rescuing <laughs> them, <laughs> and so. <laughs> we had endless um variations <laughs> on the story you know another you know like the harry the harry potter books she was reading them herself but she also absolutely delighted in well in her dad reading them mm-hmm. to her more than me i think i think she was um she was impressed with the voices he did better than <laughs> yeah he did the voices better than me her story books Mm-hmm.
1: And how would you describe okay. your relationship? Because the interesting is for me, it's now interesting because I have only one son. Okay, this is the relationships we have. Do you have got different relationships to every child?
2: Yeah, yeah. I've got three daughters, but they're all <laughs> quite different. And, um, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. Um, actually, a few years ago, they um, they were all arguing with one another about who was our oh. favourite child, oh. and and I thought I thought we'd um, we'd probably done it right because they all insisted that they were the favourite. So each one of them was like, "No, I'm the favourite. No, I am. No, this yeah. is good." So I thought, "Wow, we've 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 probably done okay then, because they all think they're they're special in." And
1: do you talk about work together?
3: I think I would talk about work to you, Mum, if I had a problem at work other than just kind of like boring updates. Um, Mm -hmm. Although when I had this writing project last year, I think I did speak to you about it quite often.
2: But yeah, I mean, an interesting thing that came up for me um, just thinking about this was I, you know, because of the nature of my work and that it's, You know, it's confidential. I've never really spoken much about it with with Mm -hmm. my children. So I'm just, so I just wonder how how that's been for you, JC. What what's been your experience of that?
3: Well, I suppose I've been thinking about that more recently because I'm studying something that's related to your work now. I think I think it's never seemed odd to me that you haven't spoken about work a huge amount. It hasn't felt like you've avoided talking about it it's just kind of normal that you Mm. you wouldn't talk about it that much because of the nature
2: of it
1: so it's like a book you didn't open
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess so yeah yeah it is Uh,
0: what led you to the decision of doing something similar like uh, rachel also being interested in the psychotherapist job
3: i started thinking about it in lockdown last year Um, because I was furloughed from a job. So I was um, still being paid, but not working. Um, But it it was working in a hotel. It wasn't like a kind of professional type job. And I was just thinking about what I wanted to do longer term career wise rather than just job wise. I just think I realized that I wanted to do something that wasn't necessarily for like a private company, something a bit more outward looking, maybe in, you know, like a a public sector type job, something like that. And I was just thinking about lots of my different options and spoke to mom about it quite a lot. And she said she thought that me looking into kind of counseling and therapy as a potential career was a good idea. And that really validated me in some ways because it's what she does. And so I thought... If she thinks that I could do it and be good at it, then that's that's a good sign. <laughs>
1: yeah. I only have got another question. You grew up on an island, didn't you?
3: Not an island, but a very small village by the sea, yeah.
1: Ah, yeah. And do you think it formed you as a person?
3: I think so. I mean, we lived in London until I was about nine. So mm. I think definitely moving from a very suburban, busy and in some ways impersonal community to a very small rural community, I think that will definitely have affected me in lots of ways. And yeah, I think that kind of romantic idea of writing and being by the sea, I don't think I appreciated things like that until I was a bit older, maybe until I was not a teenager anymore.
1: Yeah, just for teenagers, it is difficult to be far away from the life. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, feeling disconnected in some ways
1: yeah and how is your relationship to end to your ancestors
3: well it's interesting talking to you Lubina, because you are obviously very connected to your heritage in what you write and I think that's a bit different for me I don't really feel like I have a such a easily located heritage maybe
0: ah uh, yeah
1: because I'm, you you changed
3: yeah and, yeah and because yeah, because I didn't necessarily grow up where my where mom and dad grew up or where other relatives grew up, yeah.
1: But I think it's a question of age. I'm now 44, and with 26, maybe I think it was not so important. <laughs> it is It yeah, is just, totally yeah. interesting. Every year you are older, you look more into the past and into the bigger perspectives.
3: Yeah, I think I can see that a little bit. <laughs>
1: It would be good to 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 finish with a rhyme. Do you have got a rhyme? Maybe, maybe you have one.
3: Um, well, I know, I do know one Michael Rosen poem off by heart from my favourite book of his, which is very short, but it doesn't rhyme. Here's some news: they've invented cow shoes. When a field is boggy, a cow's feet get soggy. So if you walk into a shoe shop now. You might bump
1: into a cow. Beautiful, <laughs> great. Thank you so much. <laughs>
3: That's so- a Michael Rosen poem <clears throat> from a collection called Century that I used to read a lot when I was a child.
1: I can only say read him read him <laughs> mm-hmm. okay thank you so much Josie that you have been today our guest Rachel thank you too that you have been so open to talk about your relationship and I say to all you out in the world Bozze mir Arrivederci Auf Wiederhören and we hear us uh, next week <laughs> bye bye